I want to start today's episode with a question. Be you. What happened? It officially sucks to be you again, as the E's get a 4-2 victory over the Terriers in the Beanpot Consolation round last Monday for a third-place medal at the tournament. The guys and I talk about the win and the upcoming Hockey East double versus UMass as we start episode 12. Basketball is approaching tourney time. How can BC manage the madness after consecutive losses to NC State and Pitt, especially with a huge ranked matchup against Virginia looming this Wednesday? Women's last continues to roll as UMass and UNC go down without a fight to the Eagles in Fish Fieldhouse. The guys and I look at the huge matchup versus Northwestern that lies ahead for our girls. And lastly, we finish with a fun segment, BC Athletes Draft. We pick the most influential BC athletes of the year for, at least us, thus far. It's a buzz dozen on the BSB. For episode 12, let's get buzzing. Giovanni, back with Timmy, Noah, Nick, and Jackson on a Wednesday night, and we are without two of our guys again. Yes, yeah, so I'm good. We had to update our injury list. Um, originally, Noah and Jimmy were out last week on their darkness retreat. Um, how, how was that, by the way? Um, it was great, honestly. It was uh, very spiritually awakening, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Sad to say that my uh, partner in crime isn't here either, but he uh, he suffered a new injury, and I think Jackson's going to give us a rundown we'll on that. that. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, so thankfully for Jimmy's injury, though, we were able to put him on some IR, um, you know, free up some cap space, bring Noah back into the mix. Um, Jimmy has a middle body injury. Um Need to get some cream. Uh, How middle of the body? Um, very middle. Uh, very, very center of his body. Like the and absolute center of the body. Yeah, yeah. Right oh, so belt. like his stomach? The injury was no, induced no, 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 by um, a northeastern person of the opposite sex. Um, she went right at him, and he was not yeah. able to keep his own, keep his composure. Yeah, oh, what were they playing? Were they playing like hockey? Or yes, yeah, right to, right to the center of his oh, body. Oh, they were playing a contact sport. Right to the center of his body. And then for Paul. Um, no, 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 I got it. I, got it. I, have, the, I have the list right here. I have the list right here. I'm reading off the paper. Paul, you know, we got him back for a week. He's already gone again. Um, it's not because of that. It's No, it's actually... He's got some soreness in his back, um, lower back. So like, lower, lower, like, like you know, lower, lower back area. Um, we don't really know what caused it. I think we can allude to what, actually, though, but... Um, yeah, so Paul's out. I don't know what you're alluding to. I'm sorry. I'm not going to elaborate. On and upward, and hey, next man up every single time, right? We always step up, and just like we stepped up, Boston College Hockey stepped up this weekend. Beautiful. It officially sucks to be you again, as in the consolation round, albeit of the bean pot, last Monday, the Eagles get their first win in the last eight games with a 4-2 W versus the Terriers. Yeah. And We're finally back in the win column. Yeah, Thank God. Sorenko and Powell with a power play goal for Eamon. 2-2 two, two after two periods, and Jackson can help take us through a close of uh, Gasso and Kuntar, who closed out in the third for the Eagles. Jackson, you were there, and Timmy, you were there. You didn't skip out this time. Good job, bud. Yeah, you know, I wanted to support my guys. You know, I thought they were going to be the final, but I still had a great time watching them in the consolation game. But I, what I would like to call more the bronze medal game. Just sounds hey, sounds cooler. Medal, Playing for some. Right? Hey, you know who didn't get a medal? Boston University. Yeah, so um, I thought they were one of the best teams in the country. What what happened? They don't even fuck. They get fourth place in the beanpot. I mean, they are the fifth ranked team in the country. Yeah, we can't really say that. 
Fifth in the country and fourth in the bean pot? That doesn't make sense. So does that make us fourth in the country? Yeah, at least. Math. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, going into the game, um, you know, no, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, going into the game, it was a very fun one. I'm not going to lie. BC scored within the first two minutes of the game. They won nothing. Crowd was rocking, you know, all two sections. Um, no, no, but seriously, they actually, the sections did fill up towards the end of the game, which I was genuinely actually surprised about. I thought no one was going to show up, but people did. Uh, not as much as last game, but still a good enough turnout where it clearly was, it was loud. It was, like, decently loud. Um, so going back to the game, BC scores first two minutes. Um, then they later in the same period, I believe, right, make it 2 nothing, Or was it? That, in the was, that was 2 nothing in the first period. Nestoranko scores the first and power, yeah, power yeah. play. Puts in the, uh, yeah, the then BU scored in the second period. Second period was more of a, I mean, the whole game was back and forth. Not going to lie. It was actually a really good game. Like, like. BC BC played well. It seemed very fast paced. There were a lot of chances going both ways. Um, Camesso was not on his top of his game, but still was making some pretty sick saves. Same thing with I thought I thought Benson played uh, Benson really really. Twenty one well. saves for Benson, twenty three for Camesso, who had forty one the last time we played. Well, one thing I want to say, I don't know a ton about hockey, but what BU kept doing is they kept like throwing the puck at the net. Not really shots, but just bouncing the puck at the net to try to get their guy in the middle of the score. And Benson was reacting they're to those. Yep, yeah, they are crashing at Benson did a great job. You say that, like, I have no idea what that means. But anyway. Well, no, crashing the net means, like, don't yeah. you play basketball? Crash the boards. Yeah, it's like crashing the board. So you yeah, but you don't just chuck up a shot to get the rebound. That's true. Good point. Good point. I, I, like, I like where your mind's at. But anyway, I was really impressed by how Benson was able to stop those... <laughs> those shots and i just want to say i thought he did a great job so benson you got your newest super fan um timothy m anderson yeah going back to the game bu scored makes it 2-1 then bu in the third period with about 10 minutes left i think they make it 2-2 and at that moment in my mind i'm like oh no we're gonna somehow choke this game but whoever scored the third goal whoever scored the you third guess trevor kuntar no uh Eamon powell or Seamus Powell, which one? It was one of the. I, I didn't know that they were brothers until like, like two days ago. Yeah, they were. This, they were in the penalty box at the same time too. I thought that was really. I thought that was really yeah. funny. There was a moment in the second period where both Seamus and Eamon Powell were in the same penalty box at the same time, and I just. Third guess on third goal. No, not guess. Oh, He's a big winner. I am a big winner. You know, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Um, yeah, so Gasso immediately within the nine, I think it was under a minute, scored, and BC took the lead instantly back. And then you're like, oh, maybe we're going to win. And then we did. And then the most hype empty netter of all time. I, sh- I who was that? Kuntar? That was Trevor Kuntar. Yeah, Kuntar literally, Kuntar scored. I don't think I've ever seen someone more happy to score an empty netter. That man was screaming, staring at the crowd, throwing his hands Shout in the out air. Shout to BSB creative director Brody Hammond. Got a sick photo of that celebration. Yes. So, I mean, we were all pretty happy. Because at that point, BU's fans were starting to leave. And you're like, oh, screw you. No one likes you. No one does like you. Screw you. But yeah, um, no. I mean, uh, shout out the big Coont, man. You know, you gotta gotta love him. Love yeah, Coont. But honestly, we do love Coont over here. On my, no, um, love him. He's great. Love on my Coont. hatred of other fans base, um, I have a little ranking list. BU still number one, but Northeastern slipped up to two. Northeastern. Be in the game they had here. I, I do want to say. I do want to say. When we were there a week ago, and we were looking at the Harvard student section, there was not many people there. But even the ones that were there, 
they were really annoying. Like, really, really annoying fans. Was, I mean, yeah, it was kind of yeah. hard. It was hard to hear them, but, like... To know. be fair, to be fair to them, they do go to Harvard. So they social skills... Social skills aren't their thing. That's not what they're there for. They're not, here, they're not there to, you know... They obviously... They, ne- they didn't see... They're not at Fenway Johnny's. They obviously guys. never saw Goodwill Hunting, so that's all I gotta say. You like apples? Closing out, close out our um, analysis of the BU game. Um, 21 saves for Benson, as we said. Eamon Powell, I thought, was one of the MVPs of this game, Jackson. And uh, BU had six penalties, which is one of their most in the season. So, I mean, we had, we had a lot of penalties, too. But. Four, but that's not one of our highest numbers of the season. And looks like still the only way for this team to make anything in terms of the NCAA tournament is to get that automatic bid with a Hockey East title. Unless if you miraculously win out the rest of the year, and even then, I don't even know if we can. I don't even think our competition's really that strong from here on out. Um, you got UConn, I know, again. Um, I don't think we play Northeastern again. You we get do not play UMass this Friday, uh, February 17th. You get two for UConn. Maine, and then you're done. Yeah, no, you have to win the Hockey East tournament. Or you have to at least win out and then ma- go all the way to the finals of the Hockey East tournament and Which put up a good showing, like losing like a shootout. All right, like, and even then I wouldn't be comfortable with my chances at that point. This is my question as a person who's not the biggest hockey fan is how hard is it to win the Hockey East? But because saying that you have beat most of well, the teams in the considering the only way this team will win an NCAA championship too is if they win out, I shit you not, they need to win out the rest of the year. That like because they need to win out to make the playoffs and then they need to. Now we've seen the runs run starting from BU all the way up to Frozen Fenway. I'd say it was amazing. <laughs> no, it, it was it was BU until the students came back actually because uh, yeah, that, that was the fir- fact. That was the first game they've won since the students have been back. Fact, good fact: we've not seen a game or a win in County Forum, or Noah still hasn't seen a win in County Forum since even before BU, but Northeastern. But that was the. We have still not seen a win in County Forum, or at least the students haven't, since the 9-6 win to BU, which I said last show seemed like an afterthought, but now you split the series, different mindset. But, Nick, we want to talk about um, our other hockey team that was in a finals this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a good fight against Northeastern, but ultimately could not come with the win in the Beanpot Finals. Which ultimately means they're well, just like the men. Well, it wasn't this weekend, Gio. It was actually on t- uh, Tuesday on Valentine's Day, but... Um, it was a really good, no, it's not like it isn't, but that's fine. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting game to be at, uh, in person, especially because, uh, they had such a big student section, which I was really shocked about. Um, they brought their band. They brought about, I would say they brought about 75 kids. Listen, they're a good team. Our women's team is a good team, but North uh, Northeastern's just better. Um, I believe you're ranked fifteenth in the country, right? Uh, we were, were we were ranked fifteenth in the country. Northeastern is ranked five, and the biggest problem ended up being that we just ne- didn't get a lot of quality looks um, at the net, and we also, I mean, we have probably one of the best goalies in the country uh, in Levy. Yeah. She's she's terrific. She just got nominated uh, for uh, no, she's, she's for best goalie in the country. Um, she, yeah, I think yeah. she won that award last year. She, yeah, I mean she's terrific, and uh, she can't save everything. She's what I'm trying to say is she can't save everything. We didn't get enough shots on that. I'm not a hockey guy, so I can't be too analytical about it. But yeah, I should I should have texted this in the chat, and I'm so mad I didn't. When I woke up and I looked at my phone and I saw we were playing Pitt. 
I knew we were going to get absolutely smoked, and that is exactly really? what they ran the floor with us in the second half. I turned it on because after the first half, it wasn't too bad. I don't remember what the exact final score was after the first half, but when that second half turned on, they did not look like they wanted to be there, and they could not keep up with Pitt anywhere on the floor. Just not a good performance, Noah, as you said. And Pitt has been playing well of late, but they're a team you should probably be in a better contest with at the very least. The only bright spot I'd say from Madsen was 4 of 8 from 3, which is kind of his job as getting hot with behind the arc. But this is kind of his job on the team. They brought him in here from Cincinnati to be a shooter. He had 14 against Pitt. And Chaz played 26 minutes. So our three-point shooters were getting a lot of looks. Yeah, Chaz has been getting a lot more minutes. Um, he got a lot of minutes in the uh, NC State game too, which, I mean, he had to, he had to guard uh, Joyner. I was at that game. He had to guard Joyner, Jarkel Joyner. He's a senior on... 26-6 Yeah, this, this guy's a hooper, let me tell you. He just kept pulling up. He pulled up from 25 out. He pulled up from 27 out the next session. He pulled up from 30 out. Then Earl Grant called timeout, and I just looked at Sean, uh, former guest, recurring guest. And we, we looked at each other and said, this guy's a hooper. He's, that's how Sean said it. He goes, this, this boy's a hooper. Sean? Sounds just like Sean, actually. <laughs> that's actually pretty good, Chaz coming off a rookie of the week or co-rookie of the week selection for conference. Congrats to Chaz Kelly. I want to no- set out another one. He played pretty well. He had two for four against Pitt, but Prince has had two games in a row with zero on the board. He played 19, 19 minutes against NC State. State. He played 16 That's against horrible. Pitt and zero points to show the last game. He was getting some good cardio in because not only did he not get any points, he didn't get a rebound or an assist either. He was, so just, he just, was, he was just running out there. My, yeah. issue, my issue with – you can go ahead. I'm just saying, my, he just likes getting his runs and he likes getting cardio. I don't know what has happened over the last two or three weeks, but he looks like he's almost lost his confidence. Because when we were at that game against Syracuse, he's catching the ball and immediately just throwing it away. Like he's just, pa- he's not even trying to make a move, not look turning to the basket. He's just chucking the not ball to, yeah, not taking shots. Yeah, well, shot. at, at the beginning, the first like pressure. month of the school, uh, no, before he got injured, he was taking those shots. He was turning to the basket. He, he was taking like three dribbles and pulling it. I'm saying. But he just, when he came back and now playing in Syracuse, he doesn't look like he so wants to shoot the ball. Maybe the injury is bothering him, too. And maybe it's because he's a freshman, which I think Nick is going to... No, uh, uh, so the real answer is probably that... The real answer is probably that they're kind of running the offense through Post, so that limits his shots. They're running the, uh, so he's Post is the number one option. Langford's the number two option. Zachary's um, number three. Zachary handles the ball a lot, and he seems to be the number three option. So he's now your number four option. And recently, I'd say Matt he's and frankly, and frankly, he's too. He's he can't be a catch and shoot guy. He's just not that good of a shooter. So that's why he does that. Now him not getting rebounds is a big problem because yeah. he's a real. He's I, on I, the backside every single time. He he's should be. Cra- guard, he's right? no, he's, he's coming. He's, he's on the backside every time the ball is getting shot. He's coming from the backside. He should be crashing the paint. He should be getting easy rebounds or putbacks. But my main issue is he's not even turning to the basket. I understand he's the fourth option, but he's a very talented player. He showed that he's getting recognition not just from people around here. He he's known nationally at least a little bit, and he's not turning to the basket. He's catching and immediately throwing it away. I I get you want to run the offense because Post is hot, because Zachary's shooting pretty well, but you have to be able, as a player, to develop your freshman, and he's got to turn to the basket and at least make a move or at least get some rebounds. He's got to do something. So that comes down, I think, a lot of the time, it comes down to a mental thing. And I think he's struggled um, after the injury. And he's been, he, but he's done some stuff, and you've seen that he's, he can still do it. But I think uh, mentally, especially coming back from injury, I know. You know, like Gio had uh, Gio. I don't know if he, he's ever mentioned this on the podcast, but Re- Gio runs track. 
uh, and he had obviously uh, he, I don't know he, he cross country cross country right. whatever he ran, and Gio oh, had right. an injury and I and I assume Gio can attest uh, this. Coming back from that injury, it's hard. It's a mentally difficult oh, thing. Sure. Some guys yeah. can do it, like Post could do it, but some guys can't. It, it takes. A I while. can attest to it too. It is very hard. It but, is. But it is very hard it. coming back from some form of. No, I want it. Jackson, you're a little. To me, it's about me now. We're talking Jackson. about Jackson. Hey, the Ranger talking, sport. We're talking hey. about you right now. Jackson show. Jackson is literally just restating Nick's point. So. But here's well, look. I'll talk about the injury first. But I want to also make a point about Quinn Post that. When Post was not here, Prince, I mean, you look at Cornell and Troy Mercy in those early games of the season, he, he was, was really the star. Because he was the only player. I mean, even Ashton Lankford was. I, really I get that. Ball. I just don't want him to get. Lo- he's a very good freshman. He's most likely going to stay for at least a little bit because he's not going straight to the draft. He's not going to do anything like that. He might not even yeah, make her. Exactly. So what I would like to see is as a freshman, and I want him to develop into a better leader, I need him to at least not be afraid to shoot the ball and not be afraid. Like, I understand don't run the offense through him, but he's got to be able to at least keep it a little bit. I can agree. With, I can agree. I can absolutely agree with that. Uh, I can agree with it too. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. I, I'm a guy who's like. No, that's a great point, honestly. No, no, no. <laughs> it really is. It's a good point, And you need Actually, him. You know what? I think it's just an average point, Nick. Okay, anyway, Jackson, because you add so much to the basketball. No, 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 I'm being honest. I'm being honest, man. Okay. Do a little better. So I think that's a really good point, and it's really difficult for him. So hopefully, and you're right, hopefully he's able to turn that around. And that might not happen this year. That might have to be something we see his sophomore season. But as a kid, he's got more guys that are going to help pick you up. Sure. Kai and Zachary with his defense and post with the points he's Yeah, and again, like I said, you pick up two freshmen who are both four stars. We haven't even seen that kid Donald yet, really. So you start to build these guys up. You start, you know, you lead them on. You let Prince. Chaz going to take a big jump. Yeah, Chaz will take a big jump. Like, these guys are pretty young, and they're going not going to be guys who are going to be one and done. They're going to ha- spend probably three to four years here. So let them develop. I've also been I've also been in love with uh, our use of TJ McLaughlin. Yeah. He's, he's he's a, a really good player. Of, he's Devin, a Devin really McLaughlin. good player. Devin McLaughlin. I'm so sorry. I'm thinking TJ Bickerstaff and, and Devin hey, McLaughlin. It's all right. It's all right. I know. I'm trying. I'm so sorry um, to Devin McLaughlin, who actually is a big listener of this podcast. But my last point, I want to say, I want to give a shout out. Jay Z has been absolutely phenomenal defensively. He comes back in. And, I mean, the kid just is everything you want in a leader in a team. He's not afraid to get scrappy on defense. And, I mean, he gets – he just gets after it. Like, I feel like every time I'm watching him, he's always getting some steal. He's picking the ball. He's just – he frustrates other players. And he's not going to be a guy who's going to, you know, do very much. And, you know, his career is going to come to an end at some point. But he's just a very scrappy dude. He's a good leader, and I want to give I him a shout-out. I didn't sophomore until I had to look up his injury status. Like, we got him for a while. That's and, you know, listen, I said a couple episodes that I thought he was an all-ACC defender, and a lot of people laughed at me. But he is. I'll admit, I was, I was not a believer in that. And then he's, I watched him. He, he picks the ball very often. He, I, what he does is he creates pressure on the ball handler. And a lot of guys in college are afraid to do that because most of the, you know. No, but, you gr- but when you're playing, like, you know, most of the point guards, if you're, like, a top basketball player, most of the point guards are the best players on the team, right? So they have great handles, so you're not going to go after them because you don't want to get put on a mixtape, right? He's not afraid of that. And that's a skill you can't teach. So, Nick, really quickly before we get into our last sports segment of the night, where does this team stand in terms of a tournament potential tournament run if the season ended today? We're looking at a couple games coming up. You got Virginia next Wednesday. That's a ranked team coming into Conti. You play Wake somewhere down the line. You end your season here against Georgia Tech. So, in addition to um, who is it this Saturday? Oh, who is it? Don't cut this part out. We get Florida State. Florida, yeah, you get Florida State this Saturday. Saturday, Nick. Where does this team stand looking for a potential run to the conference tournament? 
So I don't. I, I hope I don't talk too long as I do this because sometimes I feel like I ramble. But okay. um, they have I to. Mean. They have to beat Florida State and they have to beat um, Georgia Tech at the end of the season. Uh, I would love if they played a really good a good game against Wake Forest. If you keep it, if you keep it uh, single digits, would love if it was like a five point game. Then I'd feel good about the conference tournament. You have to play better against Virginia. Virginia could just have your number, and that's fine. But they need to play better than they, they did last time. Lost fifty-seven to seventy-six in Charlottesville the last time we played. So if we you can keep it, it yeah. so I I would love a ten point. You know. Ten points are within. Cover the spread. If they cover the spread, I'll feel pretty good. About what do you think the spread's going to be? Probably, probably ten and a half, eleven. But going, looking into the ACC tournament right now, we are the eleven seed in in the ACC. We would play Georgia Tech in the first round, which would be great because Georgia Tech stinks. Then we're looking at right now we'd be working at Wake Forest in the uh, in the second round. Yeah, when I was looking at this, it actually it's it's kind of funny. Your path through the conference rounds is actually teams that you would play very close to. If you go through and look at your schedule compared to what yeah, it would be, you're going to play teams, you're going to play teams that you within 3 weeks of each other. So, let's say you don't you let's say you go going to Wake Forest, you go to Georgia Tech, you lose both games by 8 to 10. At least you have an idea of what you're going to be looking for and you can come back better prepared for the tournament. Wait. So actually oh. So actually right now, so I'm I'm sorry. I looked at it actually yesterday before we before we lost to Pittsburgh. So so it's actually a little different. So we get we would get Notre Dame in the first round, uh, a team, team we swept, and we would get Duke in the second round if we won that game. And if we win that game, Yikes. we would get Miami. No, well, no, I'm actually more scared of Miami than Duke. Uh, so, but that could change, obviously. So those are the four the four Miami. teams I the four teams I mentioned: um, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Duke, Wake Forest. Those can all change, but those are the four teams we're looking at. Let's not forget what happened in, last time we played Duke. One point loss on a valid, you know, a little controversial. Something no one knows a lot about after this weekend. Is the is the ACC tournament like are the first round? I'm sorry, no, that was me. Is the ACC tournament is the first rounds like are they neutral site or are they? Is They're the all neutral site. site. They're okay. all neutral site. They're all in uh, Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. Weird location. Okay. Well, you have three well, no, teams you in you North got, Carolina. You got Duke, UNC there. Like you, yeah. have, you have you have four teams. I'm sorry, you have four SEC teams in North there. Carolina. So it, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Let's move on to a team that's gonna look a lot easier come conference tournament time in terms of predicting how they're gonna do. Women's lacrosse is undefeated. My favorite team. Our favorite. The uh, girls took on USC on Sunday. Was that Sunday, Nick? I can't even remember. And they smoked them. They smoked they them. They killed them. 14 to 3. It wasn't close. The 18th ranked team in the country. Disrespectful to put them at 3. They should not be 3. They should be 1 because they're gross. I can't wait for that new AP poll to come out. Well, me and Gio had they're, a big, they're still my biggest be problem with that game was the name that USC gives their women's team because it makes no sense. The women of Troy. Why are they not just the Trojans? Is a Trojan not a person of Troy? Is Trojan is it not a, be a person of Troy? Could it not just be a person of Troy? Could it? Yes. Why is it women of Troy? Is Troy is a Trojan not a, a could not is it not? A, I didn't know it's a they're word. sexist. No, but it makes no sense, and it bothered me, like, word-wise. Reggie, fix it. Uh, so. I agree with that. It's like how they call the Tennessee women's basketball team the Lady Volunteers. Are women not there's no, there's no need. It bothers me. It bothers me. Like, it just bothers me word-wise. It just bothers me word-wise. It's redundant. You guys have to be better about your preconceived microaggressions, all right? It's not like that. It's just like it's just like all UFC listeners out there. It's just like the word. It's just like tear. Like it's just like it's almost like you don't know how, what words mean. Like it's so, ter- so, it whatever, bothers whatever, me. Whatever their chances on their name, they got absolutely whooped on Sunday. They're the 18th ranked in the country, so it's not a pushover conference game. They start with 
hard games in the beginning of the season because they get UMass. Actually, today, this afternoon, they beat them by 10 goals. Yeah. And just more no. the same, part of the course. No, yeah, yeah. They, both these ones were needed. I mean, you look at it, you beat the crap out of both teams. I mean, it's not really anything useful. The only thing I will say, the third quarter in the USC game was a little bit eh, but, like, at the same time, they didn't really they like it. Yeah, yeah, they started coming back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was some. It was something like, like that. Really they, 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 I mean, it wasn't really a comeback. I wouldn't call it a comeback at all. I, I just say they. I'm just saying the offense. Yeah, I'm the offense. They was got in the ball in the net. That, that, that was, was really the only quarter where they had it in our zone. zone. Like, like, it was just... Or, or half the field. Well, what was interesting? Yeah. I think uh, we talked about it. It was the draws that really was where um, Pace, where BC was most effective. Especially who was who was yeah. most of the She. I mean, she was terrific. She won the first, I think, five or six in a row. Actually, up to like eight, yeah, so in lacrosse, both men's and women's, but actually probably more women's, if you have like someone who can win a face-off or win I, in women's lacrosse as a draw, um, you're like if consistently like four out of every five ones, you're going to win the game. It, it is one of the most important like aspects of the sport where literally there are people, I don't think they have like it, I don't think it's like in women's lacrosse, but in men's lacrosse you have Guys who specialize in literally just winning the face off and getting off the Fogo face off get off, aka the Fogo. But yes, you look around and if you can win the draw, you tend to win. That's what the Eagles did. They won the draw, and I mean, yeah, honestly, if they couldn't maintain the draw here, I think they still would have beaten USA. But I want to say one more thing. Again, I didn't get on this topic the last time. I think that the BC athletic department has done a very poor job this year because this is our best team. And we can't even go watch them. Yeah. Not so, not only that, okay. there's also people outside of fish that will remove you if you try to watch through the glass. So this yeah, is our best horrible. team. I didn't even know that was Why so, can I we not at least? That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. they're the best team we have here. Like I, maybe I want to go watch. Maybe I'm not. I have no work to do. I want to so, go watch a game. I want to see BC win something. How about I go see the Windsor Cross team, who is number three in the country so, right now? So here's what I'll say. I agree with your overall assessment of the BC athletic department this year, but I will give them a little bit of defense in this case. When you talk, all right, so Nick and I called this game for background, but we have a lot of other media staff there, right? The entire right side of the field house is devoted to both scenes sidelines. There's not a lot of space behind both goals. You know, there's some okay. Yeah, but that's all I'm asking. That's, all I'm asking, that's fine. All I'm asking is the glass so I can at least have an opportunity sure, sure. to. But the parents and I know. coaches. I know they're more important. Like, of USC and BC yeah. have to account for it. It's not a very big space. Yeah, but the glass thing, with if that is true, that's stupid. The there should be someone thing, outside yeah. preventing well, someone. Within the field house itself, there is literally yeah. no space. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying is fine. at least maybe open it up a little bit. So not even if they don't get – there's no need to get benches or anything. Just so you can sit by and watch. Like if I want to watch a BC win a game, this is my best chance. This is our best team. It's been yeah. our best team for probably the last, what, four years six, now? Six years. Six years now. Like So I want to watch them. And I had this idea. I've spoken to both of you guys about it. We should, like, this, the school, we should promote it, too, should tailgate the first home game that, we, not the first home game outside, because first home game outside, none of us are here. We're on break. But the second one, we should all be there. We should all be tailgating beforehand. And I think this is a very good game. Yeah. That. Two, I think it shows, because the way that BC has treated the women's sports of this school has been very poor, because I understand they're trying to get people to come to the games by incentivizing them to come. Basketball players don't want to have people there. Yeah. Just, just they they, they know that they understand exactly. that. But if you start a tailgate, you open up fish, you let them go watch. You let people will go watch a team win if they go to BC, especially if you're playing a team like Duke, who is so competitive. That's it'll so be it'll be a very it'll be like it'll be a huge deal for people, especially in a time when you don't have baseball yet. Basketball's coming to an end. Hockey's coming to an end. You're gonna have all that missing out. It's a great time for BC to do that. 
They've I do want to end this, this segment by shouting out a player and then giving an update on another one. <laughs> McKenna Davis, who um, we saw have five points against USC. She had two goals and five assists. Has nine points for the year. She scored twice against UMass. She's an attacker, and she's got speed playing a defender. It's really cool to watch her. I thought she was going to be the USC, USC game, certainly, I can't speak to the UMass game, but two goals, you're probably another good performance. She's going to be a big um, player to watch in her sophomore season. And then the potential loss of Jen Medjid, the graduate. No, that, that's that, actually big. That's five a big goals loss. against USC that you're losing. I mean, look, it wouldn't have made a difference in either game, but she got injured on the last on a miracle goal, the last game. This, this was the big problem I had, and I was talking to Gio about it when we were watching when we were, when we were watching the game last weekend. Yeah, I was the big problem I had. We That's my bad. When we were watching the game, why the coach didn't take out the 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 star players down this like last two minutes, three minutes of that game made no sense to me. And that's I'm not blaming the coach for the reason she got hurt, but. It's very easy you to. Just need it all the time. Like the Knicks, Knicks, no, but the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks the did tonight. They're up twenty, and they had the top. They had the starters, and with like wrong. three minutes left. No, that's not. how you got. That's how you get guys hurt, and that's stupid. Yeah, and I'm sorry. And now you look at who they're playing next. Northwestern. That's a huge game. Northwestern's fifth in the country. We They've need always the last been. Year in the semis, so yeah. It's a big match. And we we've had their number pretty much in the past, but always been close games. It's just. Something they gotta look out for, and Northwestern is—it's not gonna be a pushover. It's away, and now you lose one of your best players. So it's just something you gotta look out for. And you know, I, I think they can still win the game, but yeah. you still gotta look it's out. Gonna be a good season for the Black Girls, and that is our sports talk for the night. So we have a fun segment planned for the first time, and I think I think I don't know if we've done this. No, you can see your idea. So I want you to. Have the to go yeah, so we uh, we haven't we haven't done anything like this coming out with some new segments recently. So I think what we should do is we've had a good, I think you know we had a very enjoyable year. We're all freshmen here. We're gonna pick three players that you think have defined your freshman year sports wise. So oh, your three fa- could be your favorite players. They don't have to be the best players. Just you've gone out there, you've seen them. Maybe one game you've been like, oh my gosh, like, can we make that, that dude's can awesome? Can we make it like a draft? So you can pick three players, and I'm gonna let everybody go around. Okay. Yeah, we can, we should do drafts. So you can't I pick think the same player as someone else. Yeah, let's, so we'll do one, let's do four. Let's do four. Go around. Okay. And do we remove the one player that we all know is going to be the first? Yeah, no Zay Flowers. Okay, so we understand that the dude who's going to be a top twenty pick in the NFL draft, who is really gaining recognition every. Uh, you see Tory Smith and Steve Smith. Yes. said he was the best receiver. Yes. Two former Ravens, by the way. He is right? going. So, he is going to be. Like we know he's, he's, you're like going to see him on Sundays, and it's he's going to be a good pickup for whoever gets him. Baltimore, please draft him. All right. Baltimore, don't draft. So should we start? Him. Who wants to go first? You know, I just I'm becoming a big fan of him recently. I'm going Mitch Benson. One one. Ooh, I love that. I don't. I don't think he's the second, but that's implying that he's the second best athlete here so far this year. And that's not the, the that's draft. Not that's not what the draft's about. No, it's, it's your favorite, personal favorite pick. personal pick. Very fine. If it's personal, if it's personal, that's fine. If it's personal, it's my fine. Ne- my, I will go next. I'm going to go Nikita Nestorenko. I love that. For name and for cutting through four players in the Harvard game. That was an ob- absolute amazing play I've ever seen in person from a hockey game. I My next pick, because he, you know... He will always have his game. I'm going Chaz Kelly. The Chaz oh, Kelly game is unbelievable. Very recent. That's my guy. You guys put me in an awkward uh, predicament here because Cutter's still on the board. But, like, so that reason, and I love him a lot. Trevor Kunta. Actually, no, I want to take Lucas Gustafsson, actually. Oh, he's I'm still my pick. I would have picked Goose. Oh, I want to take Goose. That's good. Here's where I'm going. So I, I think. 
I love this pick. We talk about him a lot on this show. Give me the dog of the basketball team. Give me Jay-Z. Give me Jaden Zachary. That man. Very good pick. Jay-Z. What, what a big, big year for him sophomore year. Uh, snake or? Uh, I thought we were doing a snake draft. Uh, yeah, go again, Gio. I, I wasn't prepared for a snake, though. I, I got to take a minute to think about it. All right. Um, let's go with one of the stars of the women's last team. We just talked about her. Give me McKenna Davis. Wow. Okay, so Gio's got us in team right now. Charlotte North. No, I'm kidding. I wish I could take her. But I was not. She was at the. No. She, was she was at the, the game. game. It was cool. Who is um? Who is number five on the women's lacrosse That'd team? Smith. I'm actually gonna take Bell Smith. Oh, she's tough. Bell Smith is really good lacrosse. She had a really nice goal against Saturday. She is tough. Yeah, so I'm gonna take Bell Smith. Uh, who do I got? I think I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my boy Cutter. Uh, he's been on the board too long. We did a math project together. You know. So, Ideas in math. That's my yeah, guy. He's helping, he's helping Jimmy out right now. He's doing us a few favors. Music so. of the world. Hey, we rode up in the elevator today together, so you know we're just two peas in a pod at this point. I'll be giving it to the only thing that gave me hope this season. The only time that I felt a bright spot in football. Uh, I'm going Emmett Moore. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. Which, which game was your favorite? Though? Which game do you think you played the best? NC State or? Yeah, I I, I, I'd have to, I, it's either Duke or NC State for me. It's just it was such a surprise how quickly he came on. I understand that the Notre Dame game, but that doesn't count because the conditions were absolutely like atrocious. I do think he'll take a, a pretty good jump next year. I think it's going to be tough for him not having the guy that like Zay Flowers but to think, throw to. But I think Ryan O'Keefe can fill that. But I think Ryan O'Keefe can definitely fill. He had twenty three. What was it? Twenty three hundred total yards and, and like and like twenty touchdowns. He is that's a really big pickup for them. He'll fill that Zay spot, and it'll be a number one weapon for Emmett to go to. We've seen the NFL. Guys who have a number one receiver, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, Aaron Rodgers when he had Devontae Adams. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, when you have that jump next year. All right, Timmy. Well, you stole my pick, but I'm going to go with, uh, I have his jersey, T.J. Bickerstaff. Love you know, I, I play the same position as him. Yeah, that, that was a pick for Jimmy. Yeah, uh, get better. Um, and... You know, I'll I'll take I'll take a guess. I'll take Alex Broom. Oh, that's my pick. That was my pick. You weren't even there. You weren't even there. That's crazy. You're not, you're not tight with Alex like we are. So we talked for like 45. We didn't even say that. We talked about for 45 minutes. minutes after no, the no, we talked him well more. We talked to him for like a couple hours. after the interview. All right, my last pick. We're gonna we're gonna go. I'm gonna go with the tall man, Quentin Post. Easy pick, so. very very tall, very very good shooter, and I mean he's he's been a bucket. Good post player too. Mm, this is hard. This is hard. I have two picks I want to I want to go between, and I'm I'm trying to think which one I can get. Um, I think I know one of them too. Uh, that I I'm trying to figure out which one I can get later, which one I can save for later. But I think I think she was just such a she was such a stud on Sunday and also today. I'm gonna go with the lacrosse goalie, Rachel Hall. She's just a stud. He, he led the of the women's lacrosse team, or Benson, or any other goalie. That's, That's Timmy's pick, right? Timmy's. Um, <laughs> I I thought this was pretty easy. Um, Makai Ashton Langford has not been taken off the board yet. I he's, thought he I thought he'd come back around. He's the focal point of the basketball team, and he's the the whole basketball team runs through him. And I mean, we all love him too. So I'm just gonna take him. Wait, I hate to be a guy, Nick. You picked. You you were more confident in Makai coming back around than Rachel Hall coming back around. Here's here's why. Here's why. I I don't in my head, Gio was gonna go with Rachel Hall. Because we had. I was gonna go with the women's last player, but not Rachel Hall. Okay, but I knew that's. I 
I thought you were gonna go for her, so I didn't. And I thought that he, those two, would not pick basketball players in my head. I'm trying to diversify my lineup. My pick or your pick? I just want. So my first pick of this last round, I'm going to a guy who has a fire on him every time he steps on the ice. He, look, he, he made a key mistake in the last beanpot game, but he's just been playing great all season. My fellow Ravens fan, Colby Ambrosio, future Colorado Avalanche player. Second player. I don't know how. Okay, all right, I'm going to see, and we're going to get this pass. Can I take the pair of Hasselbeck sisters? No? No, you can't get no, a pass. That's, no, that's, that's, been, that's been overruled. If you want to revoke your last pick and take uh, both of the sisters. No, I don't want Colby. Um, well, now i got to think, because I, I was thinking that was going to work. I was thinking it was going to work. I'm going to go to um, Nick's guy, Devin McLaughlin. He's been playing really well. He's going to get a lot of minutes, and I just love the vibe he brings to the court. See, I'm trying to look at the football roster right now. And Do your homework? Isn't O lineman? Okay, I'm like, I'm, I don't I forgot his name, but I I know. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. What's his? Can we figure out his name? Uh, Christian Joshua Mahogany. Yeah, I'm taking Mahogany. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take Mahogany because uh, not because of really his play on the this season, but didn't he? Wasn't he eligible for the draft? And was like, nah, I'm coming he, back. He, coming back. He, he like that was very, great. Like publicly was like, I don't want it. the transfer portal. Stupid. I'm coming back. Yeah, and for that, I love that. For yeah. that, you know, I that adds character. That adds love to the team. You know what I'm saying? So we're, I want to take him. So so okay. So the the draft is who defined our freshman year athletically, right? That's that's the draft. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay. So they don't need to be good. They just need to have. I mean, impact. preferably. Yes, they do. I mean, like, define our freshman year would be good. This guy defined my freshman year in football. His I name is Phil Jerkovich. Uh, I was gonna pick. I was gonna pick him for. I was gonna say for what he's gonna do next year when we play Pitt. When he gives. <laughs> I was. When he gives us two defensive touchdowns and a fumble. No, I, like, that was gonna be my Mr. Irrelevant. Guy did not define our freshman year. Yeah, Brock Purdy yeah, the, the amount of times we talked. You guys were really all that to Phil Jerkovich. Just because I'm smart and you're not. No. I want to go. He's annoying. I'm gonna go with the sleeper here. An underappreciated, a specific linebacker. On the football team, yeah, Cam Arnold, yeah, number five. Oh, great pick! I love that. A sleeper pick, pick, a very he's good a junior who just fills out that frame. I think he's six two, two thirty, two forty. He is a big boy and he moves around. Tackle machine, yeah, definitely, that definitely tackle, tackle machine. machine. Yeah. Last pick. So I'm between two right now, but one of them doesn't actually—he's not an athlete at Boston College, and so I'm gonna wonder. Can I take with Mr. Relevant, Israel Banaconda? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a buzz athlete. Are we allowing buzz athletes? Is he technically defined? No, we'll call this lead the Israel Banaconda oh, yeah. lead. Then shouldn't me Noah uh, get, get joint custody of the Wake Forest quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like Sam Hartman should be well, sleeping in my bed. He should be sleeping in my bed. Eyes, baby. Him and his beautiful eyes. Wait, I get Justin Jolly. Yes. Timmy, we'll give, we'll let you take. All right, so So if you want me to take the other one, you know we haven't talked about him on the podcast, but he's helped me in Spanish class a lot. He does a lot of my homework for me. We'll go CJ Williams, defense or center mid on the soccer team. There you go. Oh wow, soccer player. Soccer player. Medeiros resident. The first time we've mentioned soccer. Good job, Timmy. Thanks for breaking barriers. Did All right, you, you guys can pick. You guys can let us know who you think won that. Who do you think won that? I don't know. I think I got a pretty good score. No, I think I, I absolutely won that. <laughs> one honorable mention, Prince of League Bay, undrafted. We're all mad at him has, right I'm, I'm angry with him. him the, oh! Another great vibe guy. I thought Will Traeger would get drafted. Those guys, we... 
He's not. You don't what draft. I, what Leo I would Pinto. say is is. Zay is just in a different league. Zay has a real possibility to go to the NFL and make an actual difference on an NFL team. And we thank Other you than Cutter, I do not know if there's any players right now who I could say that with as much confidence as I can say yeah. today. So it's it's Zay, Zay is the goat Please of our freshman year. We all know that. We all accept it. I would I would do anything to have him on thank the show. You, Continue. Anything though? Anything. That's kind of weird, man. Okay. Um, that's all we got for tonight. Um, we thank you for joining us again. again. We'll hopefully be back with with someone joining us. I mean, I'm I'm trying my best here. I'm not getting a lot of help from these guys, but I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just yeah. have. Uh, should I just text Co- Coach Grant on his yeah, personal just, phone? Yeah, just email. You know, me and him, we go out for dinners every every Saturday. You so saw him once, right, Nick? I did. I saw him at Legal Seafood. Shout out Legal Seafood. Yeah, I, I saw him and his family, and he didn't recognize me for some reason, which was weird. But yeah, that's fine. Team I think. Over there. No, it's just oh. No, I won't go on my rant about how I could be the guy at the end of the bench clapping and keeping the GPA up. You I really, handshake. I really could. But keeping the GPA up. Get up and like clap and like make sure the team GPA no, no, is good. No, no. You know, you know the guy that comes out and they just like that memorizes all the handshakes. It's not like it's not like that. It's like I could like for sure like be that's there and like just sit there and clap. You know. Hell of a night.